the Hill Country Patriot. He's a native Texan, president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is the Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. Happy Friday. And, you know, I got home last Friday and realized that I did not say be nice to the tourists. So the whole hour got by me, and I got home, and I went, it's Friday, and I didn't say be nice to the tourists. Well, also, uh, Harley was running the board, and he put Ted Nugent in the wrong place. So it uh, it just threw me off. It just threw me off, and uh, but that's quite all right. So if I forget today, be nice to the tourists, for crying out loud. Um, for a big part of us, uh, if it weren't for them, we wouldn't even be able to live here. So uh, be nice to those guys when you're going down Main Street and, and they're window shopping from the middle lane. Just just be patient or don't go down Main Street. That's that's the other one. Just, just don't go down Main Street. Um, so we got three days Till early voting starts man i remember when uh, that number was up in the 80s i think it was somewhere back in uh, november when i started around uh, thanksgiving counting down the days telling people all right time is running out how's your campaign going now we have three days till primary voting starts so it is just around the corner do you know who you're voting for do you have your sample ballots in your back pocket I, uh, last night at the Fredericksburg Tea Party meeting, which, by the way, was our favorite meeting of the year, and again last night, it just proved why it's our favorite meeting of the year. I did, I didn't have much chocolate cake to bring home, but I did bring some home. I'm going to share it with Bob here before I leave. Um, and, uh, so a good time was had by all. Uh, there was an unveiling of, uh, some stuff that's been going on with us uh, with our schools um and uh we're we're gonna be bringing that uh more to your attention about what uh, kind of books and things are in the fredericksburg and kerrville uh, middle schools and high schools and uh, boy that was an eye-opener for a lot of people last night and then of course we had um gun owners of america felicia bull was there did a great job uh, clearing up, telling us some history and and uh, where they're going, and clearing up uh, some of the questions that folks had. So that was a good time last night. Saturday, this Saturday, is going to be the trauma to triumph dot org fundraiser down in Kenny County. Trauma to triumph um, uh, fundraiser. We have had uh, Miss um, uh, uh, Deller on twice in the last two weeks to tell us about it yesterday when she was leaving she was telling us about the auction site and she gave the incorrect auction site now on uh, i posted it on my podcasts the correct one but uh, if you haven't looked at the uh, podcasts uh, the correct place is uh, if you want to bid on any of the auction items is triumphauction.org and man i want to tell you those guys have some amazing things up for auction i mean if you want an autographed uh certified uh poster of aerosmith there you go 
$550 is the uh, opening bid. They have a Warren Moon autographed uh, shirt that is uh, up. Uh, they've got a Huey Lewis and the News uh, Fender guitar that is signed by the band. Um, they got all kinds of cool things on there. Um, and so uh, go check it out uh, if you can't make this event. Or go to uh, traumatotriumph.org and uh, buy a ticket, a um, uh, uh, not a lottery ticket, what do you call it, a raffle ticket. There we go. I was losing my words, a raffle ticket. Um, so that is tomorrow down in Kenny County um, outside of Brackettville. Please go to uh, traumatotriumph.org and check that out. Um, if you're going to be a poll watcher, um, the new law that was passed by the legislature last year uh, it requires that poll watchers take an online training course to get certified to be a poll watcher. Um, and so that is, uh, you must have that this year. So if you've poll watched in the past or in other states, uh, then things, the rules have changed this year. Now, the... Um, the also on Tuesday night, February 15th is going to be an extra poll watcher training. Um, the, uh, the one that's required is put on by the government, the government, um, and you have to take that one. But if you will show up at bridge church at six o'clock in Fredericksburg on Tuesday evening, um, there will be a poll uh, watch your training that takes you beyond what the state tells you and uh, is actually um, will really help you understand the process. So if you want to do that, get in touch with me and uh, I'll give you the phone number for Jeanette to uh, RSVP for that. So you, a lot of you have my phone number, um, my email, anything that goes to the Fredericksburg Tea Party. I'm the first one to see it. And uh, you can also get me through the radio, Matt at RanchRadioGroup.com. Matt at RanchRadioGroup.com, and that'll get you in here. All right, so we have in the studio, we're very excited about this. We're about to take a break, but when we get back, we're going to have uh, uh, Raul Reyes, who is running for uh, senator in the district I live in, which uh, most of our listeners live in. Is it 24 24. 24. Good. You know, you'd think after all these years I'd have these numbers memorized, but uh, sometimes they just slip out of my brain. So we're going to have Raul Reyes on the hair and here in a minute. And uh, those of you who know my uh, uh, phone number, if you want to text me any questions, um, I'll be glad to uh, pose them to uh, Raul. So let's give you a little bit of uh, a little bit of uh, uh, Ben Franklin from Poor Richard. And I had to. I looked at. I had one picked out, and then I saw another one. So I'm going to give you two today. So it's a two for day. Uh, the first one is by diligence and patience. The mouse bit in two of the cable. So big cable, not a string, but diligence and patience. And the mouse was able to bite the cable. Here's one that I thought was, uh, hey, nothing but money is sweeter than honey. So there you go. Got We got a fun one and uh, a serious one. Folks, we'll be back with Raul Reyes. Y'all stay tuned.
All right, folks, we're back. Thank you so much for staying tuned. Um, as I said, we have uh, in the studio with me uh, Mr. Raul Reyes, who is a candidate for um, Senate District 24, and uh, we're very excited about that. We've had um, it has been um, our our uh, <laughs> our senator. Um, whose name just Don Buckingham? Don, good lord! I don't know how that just—it's Friday—flew out of my mind. It's Friday. <laughs> Don Buckingham has been our senator. She is moving on to what she considers greener grasses, greener pastures, I guess. Um, and so we have an open seat, and uh, we've got several candidates running for it. Raúl Reyes is my favorite, and is also the favorite of the Fredericksburg Tea Party. And so it's a real honor to have you in here. Good morning, Raul. Hey, good morning, everybody. Uh, glad to be back here on the Matt Long Show. And a uh, beautiful day today, unlike uh, last week, right? So, Oh, yeah, no kidding. So, yeah, happy for a nice uh, sunny day. In the, I think it's going to be 72 today. Yeah, it's going to be great. In fact, uh, before I forget, we're going to... We're going to be here uh, for a little bit. Then afterwards, we're going to go to lunch at 11 o'clock. I'll um, Buddy's uh, Burgers, I think is what it is. It's, okay. Yeah, so, yep, I'll get the address here before long. And, okay. Uh, so if anybody wants to meet me one-on-one, yeah, Buddy's Burgers at 3224 Junction Highway. I want to plug that in so that it, if after this anybody wants to go meet me there, we're going to be there at 11 o'clock. So. That's great. That's great. You need to uh, meet Mr. Reyes. Reyes, you, uh, Raul, you have a history in radio, don't you? I do. Uh, and. Right after, oh, sometime last year, a good friend of mine, uh, Jay Robbins, the Jay Bird down at Hondo, Texas, uh, we were playing your granddaddy's country music, and he said, hey, come on, let, let's talk about the, uh, you know, just politics, and then one thing led after another, I just hung out, by the way, nobody paid me, and, <laughs> um, but um, the antenna got taken down by the good Lord, we had that storm back in April last year, mm -hmm. and uh, so here we are, uh, running a campaign, we're back in the politics, I guess we're not going to make it uh, on the radio show anywhere, so... <laughs> God might have been dropping you a hint, huh? Okay, I we're, think so. We're going to take, you know, this is just not for you, Raul. We'll take that tower down. <laughs> yeah. So give us the, the basic, why Why in the world do you want to get into this? I look at, it and I see people who run for local races, and they've got a county or a city to cover, and then I look at the other end of that, and people who run for state races and have to drive from Texarkana to El Paso and Amarillo down to Houston, um, you've got a pretty good district. It takes a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of trucks. Um, <laughs> there's a, there's a, a joke behind there's that. There's a story there's in a there. Story behind that, so too. why in the world, why in the world do you want to do this? This is almost self-abuse, uh, running for a race. Yeah, it is, uh, in, in a certain respect, but, uh, I always, uh, start answering that question with, you know, like everybody else, I, I've guessed I've had enough. Uh, the border's a mess. We're being invaded in South Texas and all throughout, you know, the hill country, starting to see all these white buses uh, running up into Houston, Fort, Fort Worth, Dallas. Our elections are, are not secure. You know, we've got critical race theory in our schools. And and I could go on and I mean, we're, we're having water uh, issues because we've got a large growth. And, and in some of the, you know, SD24 goes Bell County, Coriel, and it drops through the hill country all the way down into Atascosa. But it, you know, blazes a trail right through Kirk County. And we've got, in some places, folks, 40% growth from um, Travis, which is Austin, and then, of course, San Antonio, Bear County. Everybody woke up, realized that this is a great place to live, and commuting an hour and a half is mm. not that bad. So all that said, we we have a lot of issues that we have to deal with that are not being taken care of. And, and what I say, Matt, is you would think Democrats are in charge, and uh, but they're not. We have had 19, almost 20 years of Republican leadership. 
And what I what I say is we we've got squishy Republicans who refuse to do the right thing. Our priorities, you know, we had eight priorities. I think, you know, we got one or two uh, constitutional carry in this last session. But if you're like me and you hear your representative come to your home district and say, "We've had the most conservative session ever," and 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 mm. you want to laugh, uh, right. That means you're you're seeing right through all of that, and so we're in here because Texas needs to. We we need to get back to a solid red, folks. We're we're going to go blue uh, if we're not careful. There's a a large set of folks that are walking away from the Democrat Party, but they're not walking away to the Kevin McCarthy Party. They're walking they're walking away, and they want they want more of the MAGA policies, more of the America First policies. And uh, I'm not seeing that in Austin, Matt, and that's why we're here. Uh, you know, we want to make sure our kids grow up in a, a in a free, uh, you know, liberty filled Texas mm-hmm. uh, with no encroachments from the federal government. Of course, our sovereignty is just being stepped all over the place here. And for anybody who says, uh, especially on the border, you know, this is a federal issue. You know, what if those were Chinese or Russians, not Haitians? And and it doesn't matter who you are if you're not coming through the front door. Uh, we need to stop this, and I believe Texas can do something about it. We just need this right senator up in in Austin to push back on not just some Democrats, but even some of our own Republicans who I I, I just don't understand why they haven't stepped up. We heard uh, um, Kyle Biederman last night tell us a story about his attempts at getting a just a really small job done down on the jo- do- uh, border. I believe it was in Laredo, and I saw the plans, and they had. Uh, it was, uh, I think there was a shopping mall or something. I, to be honest with you, I don't know. I can't even, I can't even tell you if I've ever even been in Laredo. <laughs> so I'm not even sure. Um, but, uh, I saw the plans. I saw the drawings. I saw everything. It was a very simple little project. It passed through the house. Um, in fact, it even had Democrat votes on it. It passed through the house, uh, with Democrat votes. In fact, I think it might have been something like a close to 20 Democrats voted along with it. So then uh, it gets sent over to the Senate, and uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, the uh, Biederman was trying to find someone a Republican to sponsor it in the Senate. Yeah, so a border issue. Yeah, we're talking about HB forty three oh six. That's House right. Bill forty three oh six, and and what what the short version of that is a uh, hundred plus. Uh, you know, House members to include a lot of Democrats along that border district down in McAllen and Laredo supported it. And and my opponent, who, by the way, is the former senator of Senate District 19, mm-hmm. it's a border district, folks, would not take up this bill. One and day. he was, that's Mr. Flores. That is Pete Flores. And uh, look, and you asked me why I'm here. He was my senator before. We can't have that. Uh, if you want to turn the Hill Country uh, into moderate from from a so- solidly red, staunchly conservative Republican district into, you know, mildly blue, uh, it's going to happen under the Florida's, you know, tenure if you allow it. And so, you know, uh, God bless Kyle Biederman for, for trying. And I, re- I remember, I mean, he was just knocking his head up against the door of Pete Florida's office, and yeah. they would not open the door. Wouldn't even talk to him. From what yeah, I understand, he, he wouldn't would, even speak he to would him not. about and, it. And again, so if you're looking for border security, you know, that's not the guy that's going to do it. And then not just because he's an opponent, folks. I've always said, look, I'm not going to denigrate any of my opponents, but I will expose him. He's right. weak He's weak on the border. And HB 43, uh, it's all on record. Kyle Biederman, our local guy here, mm-hmm. tried to pass it and help the senator from the uh, border district do something. By the way, 
it was the Democrats, Zaffarini, who actually finally took the border. Can you believe that? Right. They yeah, actually had was, to, he had to go to Zaffarini. Yeah, he had to go I, to Zaffarini <laughs> for that. I mean, uh-huh. look, and, 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 and this is why. Look, I'm from Del Rio, Texas. I'm a retired Air Force lieutenant colonel. I spent 22 years in the Air Force as a cyberspace officer. And because I knew Spanish, man, I, I was in Colombia. I was in ben, I was been everywhere. I, the only country I didn't go to, I only landed in was Belize. Belize, yeah, okay. it's an English-speaking uh, country. They the only one in the South, Central and South America. Mm-hmm. And but everywhere else, I, I you know, we, I, I, I say, well, we fought the cartels. Look, we we did a lot of things to try to counter that drug trafficking that was coming from uh, Central and South America. And and so you're talking to the Air Force guy that did a lot of things down south. So I know what's hitting us on the on the border. So when you get our own your own senator weak on it, you got to jump in there. And this is what we're trying to do. We've got to expose folks that think. You know, they call themselves Republicans, but really are weak on the border. Mm, yeah, and that's uh, that's just proof. Um, we uh, I did get a question from uh, Jacqueline here, um, and this is one of those questions, Raul. I I don't even know why in the world this even becomes a question. Okay, why it even becomes a discussion, and yet it is in the state of Texas. So here's from Jacqueline: Can you ask Raul about the child gender modification abuse? What <laughs> Why are we even talking about yeah, this? Exactly. Uh, look, this is what happens when, you know, a few folks up in Austin get, you know, 250, 100,000 or whatever the number is. But it's it, it's in the hundred thousands from folks that uh, want you to look the other way because we, again, Matt, we're 19 years of Republican leadership. And these are things that we ought to tackle immediately. I mean, call a special session. Let's knock this out of the way and get it done and stop this grotesque, you know, just thing that happens to our children. And you know, there's that one child. They were he's caught in a divorce, and I guess it's one of the parents, you know, wants the younger be, Jeff yeah, Younger. That's right, Jeff Younger. Yeah, and uh, you know, we 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 see that, and that's what happens. You get kids caught in the middle between something like that, and we're not able to protect our children. And so, you're right. This is Texas. Why are we even having this conversation? Again, I say because we have squishy Republicans in austin with no backbone they, they've lost their way and and here's the thing dan patrick is trying to get pete flores into the austin senate yes okay? he is and let's just let's just go best case scenario he's creating an echo chamber a silo he can no longer hear us because he's getting all these yes men up there so if you want things to stay the same you won't be voting for me but if you want to you want somebody's going to go up there and throw political elbows with our own so we can really fight Democrats, then send Raul Reyes, retired Lieutenant Colonel Austin, like you, I always ask, have you not just had enough? We've had enough of the border mess. We've had enough of the election. Not Our election's not being secure. Our schools are indoctrination now. They're indoctrinating our children. And, of course, uh, our taxes are just skyrocketing. By the way, this is the same senator who professes that, it, I was showing you, I showed you that Dan Patrick letter, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So Dan Patrick, folks, is going to send you a letter, and if you haven't already received it, saying Pete's the guy. Mm-hmm. And and right there in the little sort of italics style writing, it says my opponent spent billions of dollars to secure this border. Let me tell you what's happened. We gave a billion plus dollars, almost something like two point three billion in security. We gave a billion of it to the DPS, which we absolutely love. These guys are these these young men and women and all these mm-hmm. folks, they're doing the best they can. We love law enforcement. They're down there, and they arrest people to only turn them back into 
DHS, who then does does what, Matt? They release them. They release so them. So it's a catch and release. So we're, we're sort of washing our money through this. Look at us, arrest everybody. But the, the end result is the same. People are coming into this country and Texas being used as a doormat. When do we when do we stop being Texas? My Lord. And you, you talk about the gender mutilation stuff. Uh, our elections not being secure. Folks, I, we got a problem in Austin, and it's not just Democrats. It's Republicans who refuse to take a stand. Uh, look, send me up there. I'm not looking to be governor or lieutenant governor. I'm looking to go four years up there and solve these problems. And whatever happens after that is uh, incumbent on you, whether you reelect or not. Right now, we're just trying to get there because Dan Patrick is doing everything to save his guy. He's sending letters out, and uh, they want to pick your next senator. Mm-hmm. This is Texas. Don't tell us what to do. The, That's right. The audacity to do that in Texas is crazy. So we're here. Uh, we are definitely going to keep uh, campaigning, and and uh, you know we we'd love to have your vote. Of course, fourteen. February, that's Monday. Oh, I know. Is that, Valentine's, also Val- is that Val- Valentine's Day? Oh, yeah. What do you mean, is that Valentine's is that- Day? Bro, are you married? I, I, I am. <laughs> you I, are? I, honey, if you're listening, <laughs> I was just I was just saying we're going to get a lot of flowers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I have last night we gave out flowers at the Tea Party meeting. Roses, freedom roses. Oh, very yeah, nice. We do that every February to the ladies. And I have some in the back of my truck, Raul. So if you're really in trouble, I'll I'll uh, I'll pass some of these. Look, you roses. know, you know the you always know the guys that forget because they're at the HEB just looking for the two three dollar roses, roses or whatever. But uh, it, but 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 to bring it back to this, you know, the Senate District uh, twenty four race. Uh, look, there's three of us out there. I always break all you know the the rules about you know what you shouldn't. You know, they say you're not supposed to mention your opponent's name. We, yeah, yeah. We don't have time for that. Let, go check us all out. You're going to realize that Raul Reyes wants to work for you. And, and imagine that, a Republican Party that actually works for you now. Because mm. if you send a yes man up there, they're creating echo chambers and silos that no longer allow them to hear what we, the real issues out here. Um, if you're tired of the white buses, if you're tired of going to, you know, come Monday when you go vote. You know, are you hesitant to pull the lever because you don't know if your vote's going to matter? By the way, it was a Republican who reduced the penalty from a felony. Five areas got reduced from felonies to misdemeanors, Matt. Mm-hmm. How, how nuts is that? I yep. mean, you know, that how was are we, the, uh, That was the election bill carried by uh, Andrew Murr, I think you're talking that's about. That's correct. And, and uh, yep. a guy named Republican. Steve, yeah, a guy named Steve Allison down there. He mm-hmm. amended it, and of course, uh, you know, Andy Murr uh, followed through with it. And yep. so, I'm not sure, you know, how, how do you throw a bill up there like that and then water it down yourself? I mean, this is we're going to call. We ha- we're at a point, you know, and, and and I thank a guy like Donald J. Trump because he wasn't afraid to take on Democrats, but he wasn't afraid to take on the rhinos that are inside the Republican tent. Mm-hmm. And it's time to call them out and 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 vote them out. Uh, and get some fresh blood in there, or Texas is going to go blue. Not not because people, not because people all of a sudden went liberal, Matt, mm-mm, but because mm-mm. they're tired of voting for a party that won't do what it said it's going to do. Yeah, and they'll sit out. And guess what? Then here comes Democrats uh, stomping all over us on on elections. We already have a very low turnout, and uh, you know that's a problem. Yes, it is. And uh, we need to take a short break. Mr. Reyes is going to stay around. Give us your uh, website, Reyes, R-E-Y-E-S, the number four, Texas.com. R-E-Y-E-S, the number four, Texas.com. Y'all check it out during the break. We'll be right back. I got a a handful more of questions. Y'all stay tuned.
All right, folks, we are back. We are in the studio with Raul Reyes, candidate for Senate District 24 here in Texas. Please go check out Reyes4Texas.com. That's the number four. That's been a popular website thing this year. Um, it's either the number four or four, so F-O-R, but this is Reyes, the number four, Texas.com. Let's talk about uh, endorsements. Um, some people uh, put a lot of weight in endorsements. Other people laugh at endorsements. Uh, um, tell us about uh, some endorsements that your um, opponent, Mr. Flores, has received. Well, and uh, that's that's a good question. You know, when the maps came out, you know, we're in the census. All the maps came out, and, and it's noon, oh, four and a half months ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of a sudden, we realized Medina County, which is just south of, you know, here, uh, Bandera and, mm-hmm. and Kerr, Kerr, and, of course, Bandera, and then there's Medina. We realized that all of a sudden, Medina is no longer in District 19 that ties into San Antonio. It's now in this Hill Country, Senate District 24. Well, then we looked a little further. It's it's all the way to Atascosa. And so, uh, you know, what, what we're we end up doing here is we, we wake up and we realize, oh, wow, uh, we're now in as Senate District 24, but within two hours, Matt, you know, my opponent has a beautiful website mm-hmm. and, and, and not, not just that to boot, he has all these endorsements, Dan Patrick, uh, you know, uh, Don Buggingham, mm-hmm. and then of course, Andy Murr and, 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 and it just started looking like, okay, this is all pre-set up. It's all mm-hmm. just been set up. And within 24 hours, he's got Donald Trump's endorsement as well. You know how hard it is to get that? you got to work months to try to get that endorsement. So what I knew for a fact was that this was all, you know, coordinated to get Pete back into the Senate. Yeah. And, again, they, they want their yes-man guy back. So for, for us, uh, it waters down, you know, the folks that actually provide these endorsements. For me, the critical ones are, you know, some some, some of the hardcore conservatives like a Joanne Fleming up there, you know, mm-hmm. uh, we, we, the we the people, you grassroots America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, gun owners of America, they were solid uh, down in Austin for the constitutional carry. We were there to help. Mm-hmm. They, they gave us their endorsement. And, and so, you know, you, you look at the Texas lawsuit reform. These folks have given one hundred seventeen, one hundred seventy thousand dollars to my opponent. Dan mm. Patrick gave him 150000 No complaining. Hey, this is politics. It's, you do what you got to do. For us in this race, folks, what is uncool for the Republican Party for the last 20 years is that a guy like me comes around, and they want us to all be good Republicans, don't get outside the structure of, you know, tell us who you are, tell us what you're going to do, and which is important, but they don't want you to expose their opponents either because this is how we wake up in Austin and realize there's Republican and name only rhinos running the show. Mm-hmm. And actually, I think there's Democrats that have inserted themselves in the Republican Party. You know, we're the Christian conservative party. So if you tell us you're conservative, we're going to take you at your word till you get to Austin and you do an about face and you betray us. You know, for us, you've already you, you've already been elected. So I'm here to tell you. Everything you need to know about me, we have solutions for the border, our elections, and but we have to also tell you who our opponents are because if we don't, then we wouldn't have distinguished ourselves between them. When you pull the lever, it's not going to matter because you're we all look the same, you see? So, yeah, endorsements are they're critical, but they, here lately they've just been watered down, especially when they've, they've gerrymandered a district mm. and they gave all the money and all the endorsements to one opponent to really it's, – it's almost a facade – yeah. I mean, they're trying to just sneak this guy through. We're not going to let it happen. 
You know, and we watched that happen in real time. We exposed that uh, here on the radio when it happened. I'm just going to quickly go over it, and Raul kind of basically explained it. But all the plans were drawn for Senate districts, and at the very last minute there was this little tail that wriggled out of Senate District 24 and wrapped around, I believe, within a block of uh, Mr. Flores's home. It is. The very last street in the southernmost tip of this district, very long district, is yeah. uh, Pete Flores's home. Pete Flores' home. By the way, he had the audacity to say, look, you know, this happens every 10 years. This is just the way it happened. No, it doesn't just no, happen it like this. Come if on, it had man. just happened, can it would have been... Can I pull a Joe Biden? Come on, man. Come on, man. That's <laughs> right. So, yeah, that was... Uh, and, and that is just manipulation. Um, that is manipulation by the establishment in Austin, the people that we fight. And I've said this before. It seems like I fight more with the Republicans in Austin than I do the Democrats. Yeah, and we, should, we shouldn't just, have to. Yeah, we shouldn't it, have to. It shouldn't be that way. I want to get back to the border because everybody from uh, everybody all the way down or not down, everybody all the way across to city council members, if they're conservative, they're going to say border, border, border. Everybody's talking about the border. How much power and what can you do being, uh, let's just put it this way, just a senator? <laughs> where where does that go? Do you start with writing bills? Do you start with what, where do you, because I think most of us know that um, it's Abbott who actually is the only one really who can put uh, make it happen well legislators have uh you know senators house members they really have a lot of a lot of power especially in the senators you send me up there here's what we're going to do we're going to legislate immediately and we have a we have at least 10 of these solutions uh that counter the narrative that it this is a federal problem ever heard that this is it, keep, oh yeah yeah i oh, keep yeah. hearing that from people and that's a cop-out that yes, means that means texas isn't willing to do anything so here's just one quick solution here We'll legislate to make it a felony for any any uh, parent that sends any of their children with the cartels or the coyotes. Because here's what happens: they're sending all these children up. They're renting them out so that you know mm-hmm. military-age men can get through. If you are the parent of one of those children, and we find you, you will be penalized with a felony charge, and you will be ineligible for any legal status in America. Mm-hmm. So right there, watch all the children or the bulk of them stop coming. Right. Because at the end of the day, what they're, these parents are trying to do is get their children up here so they can they become legal citizens. So that's one. The other one is just make it a felony penalty to come into any county of Texas. That way the county attorneys and the sheriffs can quickly arrest, adjudicate, slap them with a felony penalty, and guess what happens? You're ineligible for U.S. citizenship. And now we can start to deport folks. By the way, this isn't something Raul made up. This right. is working on the border with a bunch of county attorneys along, you know, all the way down to McAllen. These are their solutions. Now, what we do is we're one of 18 senators. We go in there and push and we force a vote. And we, we don't, when, 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 when Dan Patrick or anybody else doesn't want to, we use the bully pulpit. You've heard me and seen me in town hall events. I'm not a quiet guy. Mm-mm. And so we're going to be loud and abrupt. But that's but one solution. But, by the way, you cannot sit a guy to the Senate seat. This is who Dan Patrick is pushing a pro-amnesty. He was endorsed by the Libra Initiative PAC. Folks, they were outed by Texas Scorecard as being at pro-amnesty. They're open borders. They're helping a guy named Tony Gonzalez down here, the only Republican on the border. They outed three senators. They all did the backstroke except for one thing. Senator Pete Flores endorsed their state director, the Libra Initiative state director to the Senate Republican Executive Committee. 
Folks, that's the Executive Legislative Committee of the Republican Party. The guy that Dan, Pat- Dan Patrick wants you to go to the Senate promoted a pro-amnesty state director pack. Give me a break. This is yeah. not happening. Yeah, it is. It, it, it It's completely wrong. Um, let, let's uh, completely, it's still a border issue. One of the... Um, one of the uh, uh, candidates for governor has talked about that he would uh, actually literally take vehicles down and block the roads coming out of Mexico. And uh, I don't know if he did any consulting with the Canadian truckers, but they have now <laughs> they have now shut down, I believe, the border into Detroit for like five days. And yep. it's starting to make some ripples. What are you, what do you think about that idea of just uh, of that kind of action well, Texas, on the border? Absolutely. Texas owns the weights and measurements for every truck that comes in. If, if that truck is if that tire is off a, a millimeter, if the smoke coming out of that exhaust pipe is not I mean whatever we can do, Texas will stop that truck and we'll back up trailers all the way into Mexico City. That's what Donald Trump threatened to do mm-hmm. and they immediately put a halt to all this mess. Biden isn't going to do it, but you send a good, sharp senator down there. We'll force this to happen. We'll do everything in our power to make sure that the border is at the top of the priority to do something. We'll call for a special session. It doesn't matter, folks. We are being invaded. They're Haitians now, but there is hidden Trojan horse countries that are sending military-aged men into those uh, groups of people, and uh, we cannot have that. Texas has got to defend its sovereignty, period, end of story. Folks, we have had Raul Reyes, candidate for Senate District 24, uh, Reyes, the number four, Texas.com. We're going to post this up on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other podcast sites. And uh, we've had, uh, you've been in here before, so there's uh, at least two interviews up on the podcasts. My podcasts go all the way back to July this year is when I first started posting them. So you can go through there and find quite a few of the candidates. In fact, uh, I've got a couple of interviews with Alan West before he was a candidate for governor on there. So um, you can go through there. You can uh, get a lot of information uh, from a lot of candidates. Uh, Raul, thank you so much for coming in and uh, best of luck on your campaign. And uh, early voting starts in three days. Three days, 14 February. Go out and vote for us, please. We're asking for your vote. God bless you. All right. Thanks a lot, folks. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. We are back there, Uncle Ted, in the right place at the right time. It's Friday morning, intro to the fourth quarter, and uh, here we go. I think I saw Ted is actually endorsing. I think if you would just look up a Ted, uh, um, uh, T- Ted, I almost said Ted Cruz. Ted Nugent endorses, and uh, so in, so I don't make the mistake. He has uh, endorsed several people, and you can look it up. You'll see who. Uh, Ted Nugent has endorsed, if uh, that's your way of voting, um, talking about endorsements. That's uh, that's interesting, uh, Ted Nugent endorsement. In fact, I believe um, last time we had Mr. Reyes in here uh, that uh, Ted um, Nugent endorsed him. That's the race that uh, Raul lost by, I believe, seven or eight votes. And uh, so 
There you go, folks. Raul Reyes, please go check it out. I am going to end the show today with a um, article out of the Founders Bible, and many of you are familiar with that and have that. And uh, I'm on page 2020. If you want to follow along today, this is the um, article that goes along with James 1 and 27. And uh, that scripture says, Pure and undefiled religion in the sight of our God and Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their distress and to keep one's self unstained by the world. So the uh, write-up that goes along with this is um, starts out this way. It doesn't get any better than that. The simplicity and purity of distilling Christianity down to its very essence, one, genuinely caring for others, especially those least able to help themselves, and two, a refusal, a refusal to be captured by the enticement of lesser things because of an uncompromising greater passion for the one who truly matters. Concerning the first part, Jesus had something rather refreshing to say to the gathering of invited guests at one of the Sabbath meals of one of the leading Pharisees of the day. This is in Luke. When you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors. Otherwise, they may also invite you in return, and that will be your repayment. But when you give a reception, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed, since they do not have the means to repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. Very simply, when you throw a party, invite the folks who could never reciprocate. Celebrate those who can offer you nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Those are the kind of distinguished guests who are freely welcomed into his kingdom. Christian leaders throughout American history understood and taught the simplicity of this message. In fact, for the Reverend Frederick Douglass, the living, uh, leading civil rights leader before, during, and after the Civil War, it was this particular characteristic of Christianity that excited him the most. I love the religion of our blessed Savior. I love that religion that comes from above. I love that religion that sends its votaries to bind up the wounds of him that has fallen among the thieves. I love that religion that makes it the duty of its disciples to visit the fatherless and the widow in their affliction. I love the religion that is based upon the glorious principle of love to God and love to man which makes its followers do unto others as they themselves would be done by. That was from um, Frederick Douglass. Benjamin Banneker, a black American hired by Thomas Jefferson to help lay out the original city of Washington, D.C., similarly affirmed of genuine Christianity that it is the indispensable duty of those who profess the obligations of Christianity to extend their power and influence to the relief of every part of the human race from whatever burden or oppression they may be unjustly may unjustly labor under. Please note that the words such as duty and obligation often carry a negative connotation today, as does the notion of religion. But that was not true of those words back in the founding area the era they were celebrated and noble responses fueled by a sense of passion and privilege the founders were very much aware of the remarkable society they were building 
where the liberty and rights came from and the foundation upon which all this stood. Accordingly, the Reverend Richard Allen, the founder of America's first black denomination and a wagon driver during the American Revolution, emphasized the same message in his generation. This is uh, from Richard Allen. Our Savior's first and great work was that of the salvation of men's souls. Yet we find that of the multitudes who came or were brought to him laboring under the sickness and disorders, he never omitted one opportunity of doing good to their bodies or sent away one that applied to him. Christian charity is pure and disinterested, remote from all hopes of worldly recompense from the persons we relieve. We are to do good and lend, hoping for nothing again. In its extent, it is unlimited and universal. It is confined to no persons, countries, or places, but takes in all mankind, strangers, as well as relations or acquaintances, enemies, as well as friends, the evil and the unthankful, as well as the good and grateful. It has no other measure than the love of God to us and the absolute necessity of practicing duty. This duty is the very same with that of being Christians. By doing acts of mercy and charity, we acknowledge our dependence upon God and his absolute right to whatever we possess through his bounty and goodness. Allen emphasized that uh, no other measures than the love of God first to us, then genuinely through us to a needy and hurting world. From the very outset, the oft-repeated vision for America is that we would be a city set on a hill, a light to the nations. If we want to see that beacon shining brightly, perhaps all we need to do is renew a promise of God giving many generations ago at the time of Isaiah. Long ago as a nation, Israel sought for God, even humbling themselves in daily prayer and fasting, but they wondered why they were not seeing an answer to what they were praying. God's response, Is this not the fast which I chose to divide your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into the house, when you see the naked to cover him and not to hide yourself from your own flesh? If they would do that, God promised them that your light will break out like the dawn and your recovery will speedily spring forth. The glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry and he will say, here I am. Then your light will rise in the darkness and your gloom will become like midday. Jesus repeated this same message multiple times in the New Testament. Simple, pure, and undefiled religion shines in the midst of the darkness to something against where there is no argument. Many of us will be surprised to find out on that day of reckoning that God takes note of every act of kindness and every cup of cold water that is given in his name, and he waits with an excited longing to repay us in kind. Jesus wonderfully promised if we do this, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. You know, I was um, visiting with um, some kids on Monday. Now, this is me. This is not David Barton anymore. On, uh, no, it wasn't Monday. It was Wednesday. We were going in and and, uh, talking to some kids at Bridge Church about this upcoming uh, team life uh, camp that is going to be in Kerrville. And uh, we're going to have some folks in here to talk about that. But uh, one of the things, the points I made during that short meeting with those guys was our obligation as Christians to 
you know, what, what we were told, feed the hungry, clothe the naked, take care of the widows and, um, and uh, the orphans. And, uh, you know, that wasn't a, that was, those were some examples. That wasn't like a checklist that if you did these four things that uh, you would be okay. That wasn't a checklist. That was, those were examples of things designed to lead you on to think more about other good things you can do. With this Team Life camp coming up in uh, April, or I'm sorry, yeah, beginning of April, Team Life, uh, this is uh, helping train young kids, helping uh, high school kids learn what the pro-life movement is all about. Um, and not only what is it about, but how can they be engaged, how can they take action, how can they be involved in that. What do you do if what so often happens, a uh, your, uh, a friend of yours comes up in high school and says, I'm pregnant, I don't know what to do, don't tell my parents. You should be able to handle that. And I think as a Christian, that is something that um, you, you, that is part of your calling, to be kind and to be good and to treat people. You see someone in trouble like that, if you've, without any training, you, you might know where to start. But this uh, Team Life camp that's going to be taking place in Kerrville on uh, the first weekend of April is um, going to be exactly that kind of training. So you can set your, your high school kids up to be there for other people when they get in trouble. And maybe even if, even if those who go to the camp end up getting in trouble themselves, they can carry this on through college. There are pro-life groups in college, and um, and so this training that's going to be available on April, uh, the beginning of April, Team Life Camp right here in Kerrville, put on by Texas Right to Life. It starts on a Friday afternoon and goes through Sunday afternoon with all kinds of activities. If you want someone to come talk to your youth group at church about this, um, please let me know, and I will put you in touch with the right people. We took a nice little short presentation to Bridge Church kids uh, on Wednesday night, and we would love to bring this message to your youth group. If you'll get in touch with me at Matt at Ranch Radio Group or my phone number, or you can call the studio. Um, I think about once a week or once every couple of weeks, somebody calls the studio and says, I need to get a message to Matt Long, and uh, they do so. I, I get the message almost immediately, and I have returned every one of those calls. So there are many ways to get in touch with me. And um, so there you go. Let's uh, let's start creating pro-life groups in our high schools and in our universities. I think our colleges have quite a few of them, but let's start them out a little bit younger. Let's get them going in the high schools and um, that is an opportunity coming up. And we're going to have uh, the uh, folks with Texas Right to Life uh, coming in uh, on that. Uh, someone just texted, I was mentioning David Barton. Yeah, I was reading out of the Founders Bible uh, an article written by David Barton. So that was, uh, that was where that uh, came from. Folks, um, be nice to the tourists for crying out loud. And um, I think uh, I think there's some kind of big party going on tomorrow night at Babes. Yeah, it's going to be some uh, candles and kisses at Babes tomorrow night. My good friend Lorraine, Lorraine and the boys. What what is the name of your your band? 
Lady Lamont and the Boys. Now, if you really know her, you can call her Lorraine and the Boys, uh, but formally it's Lady Lady Lamont and the Boys. All right, folks, uh, y'all have a good weekend. Be nice to the tourists and um, feed the hungry, clothe the naked, and um, take care of the widows and the orphans. See you tomorrow.